Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. You know, I was sitting here uh, uh, thinking about something, I guess, that's kind of funny. I don't know if it's really funny or not. Everyone can see I'm changing all my posters around. I actually got some new wall wallpaper up, hoping to finish this this studio up by by the end of the week i hope but uh we shall see but um uh one segment you've actually not done on on this show yet is a wild card wednesday day and that's pretty much like i have no no plans i have no <laughs> no like big news things to like you know share and, and stuff like that and and we 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 make up stuff and and call it wild card Wednesdays, but um, uh, there there's a a couple of small things that we we could potentially talk about. I got some uh, video game stuff. There's uh some some uh comic book related stuff, and it is com- comic book Wednesday. And I know I know Manny's a big big uh comic book fan, so. Yeah, we we got a we got a few th- things that that I think we could we could talk about. What what do you think, Manny? Whatever, man. I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, man. Let's do this intro thing. Welcome to the show. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by Grow Generation, where the pros go to grow. More on them in a bit. Yeah, uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, uh, video game game things I wanted to bring up is like a it's a real big uh, pain in the ass for for a lot of people. You know who Gabe Newell is? Nope. The guy that uh, uh, Valve, Steam, Half Life, Portal, that guy. Okay, uh, he's the guy that you know in charge over there there at Valve. Uh, helped bring you know uh what we know as Half Life to to life and and all of that and um most people out there in pop culture whether they played Half Life they're they're a fan or 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 not they know a little bit about the um uh the like meme of where's Half Life three Half Life three confirmed you know like n- numerology like it's it's this big thing about the the sequel to this this amazing series that that we've been waiting on forever. And instead we got, you know, Half-Life Alex, which was a VR game. Anyways, um, 
he was speaking at uh, Sancta Maria College in Auckland, New Zealand. <clears throat> and this is according to um, IGN actually has it up. And I'll share, share that. Uh, talking about porting games from uh, Steam o- over to consoles. Uh, games that are on Steam only and you start thinking of, you know, they've already done ports of like, Portal, Half-Life 1 and 2, uh, back with the orange box on the PS3, I think. But there's a, lo- there's a lot more out there, including a lot of indie games. And uh, Steam was one of the uh, earliest pioneers in, in uh, not, you know, I mentioned yesterday how they, you know, they allow p- people to use their, their open uh, source engine and, and not just for uh, uh, filmmaking, but... Uh, other things as well, making games, and and they really helped push indie game game developers, giving them a a platform to not just develop the game, ha- have a community to to help develop that that game where you can meet others, but to publish and eventually sell the, that game. And in in a world where uh, I think. I don't know about about my Microsoft, but I know Sony's done an okay job at allowing a lot of indie games on its PlayStation network. I think this idea he was asked about porting the games to consoles, and he says you you will have a better idea of that by, by the end of this this year. I personally would love to see Steam's at, at least their mentality about indie game development and publishing. If not necessarily Steam available on consoles, I would really like to see that mentality taken up. Uh, what do you What do you think, Manny? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think more people that can be creative and have their their vision, their product, their games out, the better. I don't use Steam because yeah. I'm not really a big gamer at all, so um, I don't know too much about it. But the uh, indie, just the indie, th- the developer thing like when we talked about indie films yesterday you know it's mm-hmm. it's such a you and i grew up in a time where where we got to look at all the these things and and go oh man i wish i i could do do that or i wish i could do this and um by the time the technology and and the cost efficiency was able for us to do it we we already had other careers and had moved right. on into to other things and but the cool thing is, is this kind of makes it not not too late. Like if you still want to get into to uh, CG animation, you you can. If you want to get into game de- development, you can. <clears throat> um, and remote working, even on on a one of the double edged swords, but I guess p- potentially has a a better. Uh, thing to come out of the, the pandemic is is that remote working is again putting more effective efficient technology in, in people's hands to do indie stuff like make movies comics and and video games so i'm pretty happy about that uh the next thing i kind of saw going on on this wild card wednesday was uh, new york completed their uh javits center expansion uh, have you been to Javits? Have you done New York Con? No, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> okay, so the Javits Center is the uh, like like primary area in New York for New York Comic Con. 
like the uh, San Diego Convention Center. Okay. Um, but uh, unlike San Diego, well, y years ago, where uh, the majority was right there at the convention hall and then the immediate like ho hotels right, right there, uh, New York Con is spread out um, from ja Javits to Madison Square Garden, um, the Hammerstein Ballroom, I think it's called in theater, and then there's some other place where they do like the, the book con and, and anime part but um they got a big expansion going on for that that which is cool uh i think they definitely ne needed it after being there a couple, couple times and they're supposed to have a convention this this fall manny in new york capacity things mm. and panels are being d discussed but um that's pretty cool to me i'm excited for the convention scene coming up and uh, yeah, man, how how you feel about about conventions, especially since you're the interview guy? You kind of have to go. Like, we're gonna force you to. <laughs> well, I don't I don't have to go. I I'm joking. Go. I'm I'm just clarifying that. Yeah, I'm I'm at the first convention that I'm able to go to. I'm vaccinated, and honestly, I don't care. As <laughs> <clears throat> well, especially because the rest of my family is also vaccinated. Yeah, friends and family vaccinated because um we're not morons <clears throat> so uh, we we've made sure that that we're all taken care of so yeah i mean it's it's just a celebration of pop culture more than everything anything it's that camaraderie because i don't see studios and publishers foaming at the mouth to go to conventions this year so mm. it's going uh the 2021 conventions are probably just going to be more of a test run i i feel to see how it all works out and work it out for 2021 I'm sorry, 2022. And um, we'll see. We'll see, especially we'll see how that San Diego one works out. But obviously, but uh, the New York one's first. So mm -hmm. um, it'll be interesting. I'm a West Coast guy, so I usually don't travel far east to, to New York. Yeah. Um, the, the thing about, about the con conventions that, that uh, I worry about is, is kind of the same thing with uh, streaming services. I, I look at... Um, all these these studios they start their own services and and uh now we're we're overloaded with with all this stuff and it it it's it's been happening for for a few years we we've seen uh Disney at multiple times take a step back from San Diego you know hey big marvel stuff this year no marvel stuff the following year and it kind of depends on do they have a D23 that year do is Star Wars Celebration gonna have big enough now like all that feeds in into it and I, I look at uh DC fandom and I, I look at, at at what uh like I just mentioned Disney doing and I'm both kind of scared but also excited for for conventions and I, I guess may, maybe not just wildcard Wednesday but indie when Wednesday or or Going back to uh, uh, Basics Wednesday, because, again, I think that this could potentially see some of these conventions take a turn back, like you said, towards the the fans, not the studios, and towards the creators, not the companies that hired the, the creators. But at the same, same time, I saw the, the, the War Machine reveal tra trailer in Hall H. Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss that that you you know um what do you what do you think about the future of the big hmm. conventions do you think studios are gonna 
come back or do you really see them pushing on with their their own stuff from here on out yeah i, I don't see why they necessarily come back you're 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 going to set up your own event which is probably going to cost you as much if not less than than attending a big convention mm-hmm. and you're going to get a whole day to yourself which is probably going to carry over to two or three days of publicity yeah because you're going to plan it not around anybody else <clears throat> while if you're at san diego by midday you're part of an article that says what you may have missed yeah <laughs> <clears throat> so that's true i don't so i i don't just like Disney's doing D23, uh, Warner Brothers is doing fandom. I mean, hell, they, um, Warner Brothers didn't even have a DC comic book uh, um, area anymore. Mm-hmm. This last San Diego before the pandemic, they, it, it was all part of the Warner Brothers Jeez. Um, area. That's and, crazy. And, yeah, it was stupid. Um, but that's, that's, just, that's just how the mentality of, of um, Warner Brothers is they, yeah, they the really only... don't they really don't give a shit about the comics, and it's really sad. Yeah, but um, yeah, it it would it would be nice. To, I think yeah, the focus goes back up to the creators, the cosplayers, and of course the comic books, uh, because that's what the conventions were originally. I think it was Twilight that really ruined conventions that one year. <laughs> 2009 I, see everybody I knows that it. because it's we almost that like year. that that justice league when, when the bell rang that cannot be unrung yeah and, yeah i um i mean it's it's kind of it's kind of an unfortunate that everyone can literally point to that and i i i almost feel bad because i was there and that that was when i was kind of a i was still that that haha like when dc movies didn't do well like that was my my mentality 2008 how old was it's 22 2009 i was 23 coming back from iraq i'd been back from iraq a couple of years and um uh uh i can remember all of the those tense moments where it was like there's there's twilight fans in line at what the fuck is twilight doing in hall hall h and why are you guys t- taking up lines don't you, don't you understand there's like iron man shit c- coming out or s- something and and don't you understand that that kevin smith's go- going to be in in here and that was the year i don't don't know if you were there or J- jammer was there, there but that was the year in hall h where he was talking about the tw- tw- kevin smith was talking about the t- twilight fans and some uh, I don't remember if it was a guy or a girl, but someone had a bag that that their their spouse or significant other moms someone made, and they wanted to give one to to Kevin, uh, because I guess his wife's a Twi- Twilight fan, or maybe it was Harley. Uh, but anyways, they they gave him the bag, and the, it was a dude, and the dude got to spend the rest of the the show on on stage while Kevin's talking, and Kevin like I don't know if you could get away with it today, but he like randomly like walks behind him, starts giving like a shoulder rub and stuff, just. I miss stuff like that, but I felt bad later on because Twilight got so much hate and blame for ruining conventions. And I can blame the studio, but we really shouldn't necessarily blame the fans because they looked at all the fun we were having and they just wanted to have fun too. The studios in my mind ruined it. So I, I don't think the studios ruined it and I don't blame the fans either. If if you have a product that that's popular, things like that are going to happen. 
That's true. <clears throat> and then it only gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And the only reason a studio will put out something like that or or even start putting up tents because people are going to do it for days and days, people are going to show up. If the people didn't show up, the studios wouldn't do it. <laughs> if the studios... I, and, and, and you you want as much publicity for your product. So uh, <clears throat> as annoying as it is, it, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I've been to, what, three, I think now, Comic-Cons. And before mm-hmm. that, uh, before LRM, I refused to make my own plans. And I refused to um, put myself in, in any type of virtual queue or whatever to... Mm-hmm. To try and secure at least one day for San Diego. Jay, Jace can tell you, he begged me for years to, to make plans for San Diego. And I say, nah, not doing it. Not worth my, not worth my, tr- my, my uh, trouble. Did I want to yeah. be there? Yes. But not at the expense of all of the hassle to be there. And sometimes even just for one day, because you can only get a pass for a certain amount yeah. of days. It wasn't until I was part of press and I was enjoying the entire experience that I made some adjustments and then made it happen, but um, it, it's, I've never been a hall H guy. Like you're going to, I get it that for some people, like that's, that's all they're about. And that's mm. fine. That's okay. Uh, that's the beauty of conventions is that it, there's so many aspects to it that y- you can, if, if that's your entire goal for the day is to be part of that hall H panel, Mm. in that room when they reveal something then that's great that's that's your that's your convention um that's your experience that's what you want and that's and, and you know we always say jason i always say make a list because more than likely you're only going to be able to do one or two of those things a day mm-hmm. depending on on what you want to do uh i'm 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 to the point now i go to so many conventions i'm about the camaraderie i'm about the friends yeah. i'm about the people going to say hi to people at different spots all over and then obviously uh having to go from one building to another because i have an interview and an interview and an interview and a round table and a meet and greet and all this other stuff and it, whew, man <clears throat> get my steps in those days <clears throat> oh man yeah but, um i found that i spent the majority of our time for the things that we liked other than like i said kevin smith and the the iron man thing uh six a and b and and 20 ballroom 20 like i think we spent most of our time with with uh like simpson stuff futurama stuff uh battlestar galactica all that was in 26 a 6 b and then all of the really really smaller rooms where like uh J. Michael Straczynski gave a basically a creative writing class for 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 an hour as that was his panel. You you know, um, it was great because he opened it up with like, if you're here to to ask me how to sell your stuff and learn how to make money, get out now. I'm giving you you time. I'm not gonna answer any of those question and type things. Leave. And somebody got up and thought they were sly and could like work around it and uh. Yeah, it it didn't end very very well well for them, but <laughs> that's the kind of the cool th- thing about conventions is the fact that you could get such a different. Who would go to a convention to take a creative writing? Who would think of that? That, but it was a full room. I mean, it no, is absolutely. JMS. I, <laughs> I, I I've attended so many uh, panels on how to be a better reporter, on how to be part of a better site. How to how to do things like that just because I want to get better. I want to I want to 
be better at what I do. And if, <clears throat> if there's going to be some, some successful people talking about it, I want to be there. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Jace covered, Jason and I covered so many, like just coloring panels on, on the, like Richard friend, Norm Ratman and others like inkers too. This would be not colors. These are co- inkers that just talked about how they inked. And we're such a fan of, of the product of comic books that something that interests us, but that, that's also another beauty of cons, especially San Diego, bigger ones. There's so many panels that uh, people are kind of enamored with the big ones. Sometimes sometimes you get a more intimate setting with some of these smaller ones, and it, it makes for a really, really good time. And yeah, it's, 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 uh, <clears throat> it's fun. And then something else we love to do, usually on Sundays, because Sundays you get the best deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a list of books we want. We have tea books that we want to add to our collection mm-hmm. and we share the list with each other and, and we kind of divide and conquer and find our books and see if we can find one at a good, decent price. See, for me, I'm not about <clears throat> the rating. I'm not about the quality of the book. Mm-hmm. I'm about owning the book. Got it. I'm, uh, I'm not planning on selling them. This right. is, this is for me. This is, mm-hmm. Comic books are part of history to me. That's what that's what they mean to me. So, so I look for the books to to own a copy of it, not necessarily to sell it. So, like I own a not so great copy of Secret Wars, where the black Spider Man suits on the cover. I own the first appearance of Doomsday. I own um, uh, some heroes and some key heroes in Crisis books and and books that I that are important to me, not necessarily mm-hmm. what what's hot or whatever. And uh, yeah, dude, like it's so it's so rewarding to to be looking at those long boxes and then pulling it out and then sometimes seeing a good price and going, you know, (laughs) and and there's nothing like it to hold to hold a part of history and and especially comic book history. And then knowing that, you know, it's going to be yours. (laughs) That's so much fun, man. It is. I I mean, I'm not going to tilt my camera up. You guys can see like I got those. Ghostbuster figures back there. I know people that bought like twos and threes so they could open one and do a setup like I I got, and then have a bunch of boxed ones. I've never really been that way. There's there's a few few things. Um, not gonna lie, I have uh uh got some uh stashed uh Caradoon toys that I would love to flip. Not like ridiculously, but I don't. Like, I got mine, and they were inexpensive, and I was like, yeah, so somebody wants these, I could, you know, 20 30%, 30%, sure, why not? That's better than what people are doing with, like, graphics cards and, and other things. But I, I'm w- with you on that. Like, um, Mighty Morphin Power, Power Rangers through the uh, Shattered Grid arc, right? Uh, Not the most limited press, but also not the most widely uh, uh released uh, first press. Uh, uh, printings. I said press, yeah. printing, and and um, so even early when that book was first first uh re- released, you had comic book uh shops like legitimately two days after you know you're talking about by the weekend that issue that was just three ninety nine or four ninety nine or whatever it was was now six seven bucks and it's the standard cover simply because they sold out of out of it all already and. And I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna hold on to that collection for forever. I'm, 
I literally got on one of the coolest books to 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 uh uh hit the especially the indie indie scene with with Boom Studios uh in in years and I've got the whole first run mostly mint yeah they've been read and and there's you know issues but I'll never I don't think I'll ever sell sell that um I would hope that I could pass them on and and one day they they'll sit in some distant relatives collector box or maybe not even a relative some random person you know my estate's sold off and some kid that got into power rangers through their great-grandfather or some shit finds it at a yard sale yeah I, I love i love stuff like that and you're right that's one of the I think one of the things that really goes over overlooked at conventions is that Sunday buying time and the fact that you have a, a lot of vendors that are really don't want to pack things up and they don't want to sh- ship it home. They want to pay rates. They don't want to pay to luggage on plane. Yeah. Like, guys, you can – don't try to haggle Thursday. <laughs> go on Sunday and you could probably get – get some really cool deals because they're they want to go and they want to go light <laughs> yeah as light as possible <laughs> so yeah i i like that that idea oh god i one one thing i i've i've always found uh concerning at conventions is people's lack of knowledge as to the people behind their creations mm-hmm. um Dude, there. I was at a I was at a Long Beach where people were asking who who's that behind the table is Mark Guglielm, mm. uh, and it was it's some of the other uh, big wig CW people you, that you cannot touch anymore. Mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with with Jeff Johns on the floor, and <clears throat> nobody gives shit. Um, no, nobody knew who he was. Somebody asked me, he's like, "Hey, who's that guy we're talking to?" Um, <clears throat> Uh, we were talking with who was that? Oh, Scott Snyder. So many, so many times, just on the floor. Jeff Lemire. Oh God, um, I would love to speak with Jeff. I mean, Jeff. <laughs> I mean, just so many people we talked to. We know who they are, mm-hmm. and so we just go up to them and talk with them. But unless we we found out that unless you put them behind a table with a card with their name on it, mm-hmm. we don't know who they are. <laughs> it's so it's so it's so mind-boggling like uh, there was this one long beach where um oh shoot what's his name i can't remember uh i mean like no so i'm gonna tell you like empty tables where you could just walk up to mark wolfman and talk to him about titans or mm. you know, some of his other creations lean wayne uh he, he's such an important person uh uh in comics also um and 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 so many others. I'm just I'm just uh, naming a couple that that are like I mean just like old school people that like when Jason and I do uh, comic book like uh, convention preps, we're like do your research. Who's going to be here? There's some of these people you really want to talk to because you you don't know how long number one they have because they're getting up there in age, and number two, um, these guys pave the way for everything that's happening now in DC, Marvel, and indie comics. So make some time. To go say hi to 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 get something signed, hell, whatever. Just just go talk to these guys because these are these are the legends that that are in documentaries about mm-hmm. how we got to where we are in comics and movies and TV shows. You know who I got to to talk to at um, one of the smaller con- conventions in Richmond, Virginia, and Mark 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 uh, uh, Bagley Bagley 
I mispronounced his name with him once. I was I can't remember. He's Canadian, so I wanted to say Bagley because fucking Canadians can't say uh uh their A's A's right. <laughs> I'm messing around, Mark. Don't hate hate me. Uh, any, anyways, no, he's not Canadian. He was a uh, American born in Germany. That's what it was. I was looking at his wiki and he and it just said he was in a Toronto Comic Con. But anyways, um, uh, <clears throat> I got to meet meet him and a lot of a lot of people though don't understand like the the um path he took and the path that Wade took and the, those those um height of Marvel writers and 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 artists you know Wade and 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 Bagley are, are just freaking amazing to listen to 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 hear what it was like uh in the in in the co- comics industry and what it was like to get into uh uh, the co- comics industry. Um, yeah, I agree, man. Go, go out there, there, get some stuff signed, and and don't always worry about it being valuable to anyone else other other than you. But uh, I'll tell you what is valuable, and that is your your t- time and money. And the you know, if you're going to be growing stuff, you want to go where the pros go and. Definitely, that's growgeneration.com. Take it away, Cam. Grow Generation, where the pros go to grow. For all of your cultivation needs, Grow Generation has the right products, service, and staff to make your grow successful. Go to www.growgeneration.com, where the pros go to grow. There, see? I can I can segue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I got some awesome news. What's I'll that? Book news. That was just dropped yesterday. <clears throat> I don't know if you're familiar with the book from Image Comics called Bitter Root. No. So that's an Eisner Award winning comic book by uh, David F. Walker. It is phenomenal. It takes place in the 1924 during the Harlem Renaissance and follow, mm. follows uh, the Sang- um, Sangiri family. I think I've heard something are, about this. They're monster hunters. Yeah. And they've done it for generations. And like the supernatural part of it is that so the evil that they fend off the 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 monsters that they have to fight are fed by prejudice are fed by hate are fed by uh by pretty much everything that was affecting the culture at the mm-hmm. time and to be honest still to this day uh but they but he's he's taking this um concept and turned it into Almost like a like a monster hunter. I even get some Ghostbusters vibe at times, and and, may, and has made a phenomenal story of, of, of it enough that it that it won an Eisner, uh, well well deserved. And so it had been it had been uh, announced that it was being turned into a feature film. And so yesterday's news was that the director for it going to be none other than Regina King. And uh, I couldn't be more excited, man. Well, uh, after what she did in uh, One Night in Miami, mm-hmm. after her role in Watchmen, award-winning role, by the way. I mean, <clears throat> I, I I couldn't I couldn't have picked. I don't think I could have thought of picking the better person, who I think is going to get the essence of this, is going to get the the right themes, the right people, and uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be done. Very, what very studio well. is uh... legendary pictures okay and um 
are they actually just distributing or are they actually producing it? How much is Warner Brothers got gonna fuck with the? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Anyways, uh, that's as far, cool. as, as far as I know, Legendary has really has a stranglehold on it. Good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah. It, that's that's gonna be good. It's gonna be real good. That is a really cool cool take on things, and 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 of course, you know, I'm I'm sure there'll eventually be some sort of online controversies about the subject matters and topics, but that's such a fucking cool idea. How many, how many times have we seen the, the, the story of the, the monster that feeds on fear, the monster that feeds on sadness, the monster that feeds on this, that, and the other, why not have the monster that feeds on other neg- negative feelings? And, and not only that, but you're, it's an obvious, uh, uh, metaphor to the, to the idea of that monster hunting, people down in the past whether it was legit you know violence or you know uh mental uh emotional harassment i mean and the the idea of of somebody feeling empowered to to be able to write a story about people in that time to 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 fight back and like you you said give you an and and look uh, manny's even said it like there's there's no better time in america than than right now like you you wouldn't want to go back to the 1920s and and you don't really most people really don't if they knew or if they had the chance to experience a lot of uh uh, other countries they would come back here because despite the issues things and things could always get better we should always try for that but things are better today than of course 1980 1960 40 20 so, well, so, I, well, so I would want to go back to 2019. So yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Endgame, uh, uh, Avatar wasn't the no- number one mo- movie anymore because Disney was stupid and let J- James Cameron release that sh- shit in China because uh, he knew it wasn't going to make jack shit over here. Uh, <laughs> uh, chi- China is the China is the bane of the existence of the of the. Um, we talked about it two days ago or yeah. yesterday. Yeah, you know what's. Kind of, Trying to ruin things as far as <laughs> filmmaking because then they they keep making bad films. Yeah, because China buy. I don't know what it is that they see in these. I films. already I already told you. I I I told told you, man. It's 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 the spectacle f- film for them. For us, there's a source that we're really c- connected to. But I and some of them, and, and I, I hate speaking like in, in third or second or whatever. But some of the chi- Chinese. Fans, of course, are diehards like us with rooms like this. But 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 in general, I think their their audience looks at an Avengers film the same way we looked at, like I I said, like a you Independence Day. It's a spectacle f- film, and there's just a lot more people there, so the the spectacle films can make a lot more money. This is true. So um, uh, let's see here. There was a an interesting thing about comic books. Um, most people know that the the uh, industry in America <laughs> is rough. Uh, you've got stores sh- shutting down. You had declines in, in sales over over years and years and, and years. Um, you you have uh, uh, the industry itself, like many many point, pointed out, uh, Warner Brothers not supporting their own imprint uh 
issues with Diamond, the largest dis- distributor, and now they lost Marvel too. Marvel's going with Penguin again. Again, yep. they did that back in the day, day I think. And um, uh, uh, they lost DC a while a while ago. And hell, there's even been rumors of Warner Brothers completely spinning off the the publishing arm, and and you know they'd maintain a majority stake in it, but you know. Just the idea of of all that is for frustrating. Uh, however, with that void, there has been something coming in to fill it. Do you know what that is? No. Manga. Uh. Japanese comics. Light no- <laughs> novels. Graphic novels. Um, as, a, as a matter of fact, the Japanese manga industry sales value is approximately... billion right now. Um, I'll turn off the... Well, I think that also has to do in its correlation with the fact that anime is more popular. Yes, exactly. Hell, Dragon Slayer is the number one film in the United States 2020 so far. Exactly. So uh, this is uh, ModernGentleman.net. It is a fairly recent article from, I think it was April 20. April 20th and I, I just found this while we were looking uh, around and they just had some interesting stats you know like the first comic book marketed under that term 1897 in the UK I didn't know that did you know that I had no idea that the first time comic book was used was in the UK that's so so weird and then in the, in the 19th century at the, that um <laughs> Think about this: seven point one four billion global comic book industry. Japan makes up five point six with m- manga. That is in that is insanity. That means between Boom, uh, uh Boom, Marvel, IDW, Image, D- DC, uh, Dark Horse, uh, every indie group every chinese publisher every european publisher everyone one else out there makes up two billion dollars of seven billion while one one country's thing and like you said it's because the spread of anime makes up you know what three three fifths of it four fifths of it Uh, that that's in insanity to me batman's still the most popular comic book character and this is pretty cool 31.6 percent of comic book artists now are female yeah anyway that's that's what i i found uh manga only got a about a eight percent decline from the pandemic and six percent of americans aged 18 to 34 Four read comics every m- month. So yeah, there's some uh, fun comic book stats. Manny, what do you think? Any of those interesting to you? Um, nothing I, I could say that really surprises me. Uh, I because we we talk to so many uh, comic book artists and writers, you kind of you kind of get a sense of how many women are in the industry, which is a lot, and so. That's not a surprising stat. I, maybe I thought it might be a little bit higher than that, a couple of percentages, but <clears throat> overall, pretty good, pretty good. Yep. Uh, I will be honest. I don't think I will ever get into manga. Just, I, I think I, even even with the anime that I've watched, 
don't just i don't have the time for it <laughs> i don't no. have the time for regular comics right now the no. only thing i'm making time for is um anything that's bad idea and then um the war of the bounty hunters mm-hmm. that's that's really what i'm making time for other than that right now it, it's just not happening for me man and it's and it's kind of um kind of annoying um because that's that's my that's where I started, man. That's <clears throat> that's the reason why I did what I did because I wanted to get free comic books <laughs> and to talk to the creators. And I mm-hmm. and I ended up going uh, kind of like the Flash, where I went too far, and it was like, oh damn, it, I went too far. And, yeah. and now now there's no looking back. So but I, I appreciate it though. Yeah, I found the the six percent of Americans eighteen to thirty four read comics every month to be a very important thing that I wanted to wanted to bring up because i'm over that that age now i'm over 34 by by a few few years and um that's a very key demographic 18 to 34 and then when you think of television people always looking at the 18 18 to 45 when you look at at uh the economy 18 18 to 45 maybe 18 to 50 depending on the 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 field but um six percent of our young adults are reading these comics every 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 month and um i i don't look 31 percent of artists being female that's great i thought like you maybe the artists would be more i expected probably less writers for for some reason uh but the artists i thought would be higher maybe that's because i know a lot more females that draw than i knew that that right but that's a you know, per personal experience thing, but still, I look at that six per- percent thing, and I I look at uh, t- Twitter every day, and I and I I, I see you know I don't want to sound like a bo- boomer or I'm I'm a millennial people, um, uh, but the the youth t- today, I I just I I I often wonder how much context do do they look look at when they say. I want Avengers five, but I'm not gonna buy an Avengers comic book, T-shirt, figurine, hmm, video game. <laughs> but I want the the Avengers five, and I want it on Disney Plus for free at home, and it better be a two hundred fifty million dollar movie. I I don't know, no. I, people can s- spend their money on what they want. I just it's scary, man. I I don't think com- comics will go away, but six percent, dude. That's and and studios are only going to want like the, the Warner Brothers go away DC. Is it scary? Are you scared? Like we're worried? No, it, it's it's a phase like it has happened in history before. Uh, I it's it's just sad because the product isn't good. Um, it's just kind of um, how like how do you, how do you support uh, Marvel for example? They. All they like to do is reboot, reboot, reboot their their series, and the perfect example for that is the X Men series, House of X, Powers of X, where I dude, I was like, yes, <clears throat> jumping on point. We're gonna get, we're gonna start fresh. We're gonna restart. And we're at, get, yeah. yeah, and and I'm I'm at the point again where I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Um, so like convoluted again, uh, and then where do you jump on? Where do you jump on? Like 
like where can I where can I read Captain America? Well, right now Captain America is doing this. Where can I read Iron Man? Well, it's Ironheart and blah blah. Where can I you know where can I see that classic '90s X Men? Luckily, they have this legend Legends book where they're finishing a couple of stories, which has been yeah. fantastic. It really has that '90s feel to it that everybody wants, and has allowed me to read it. But like, it's confusing. Like, like what is going on? Where are the characters that you're showing me on screen? Uh, at least, or at least the classic ones, right? Mm. Uh, it's just not. It's just not happening. And then you have DC, who is not really worried about continuity anymore. Is not really worried about proper storytelling. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and I mean, New Frontier, all that stuff. I jumped off completely. Jumped off. I don't think I've read a DC book since January. Ooh. So that should tell you something. Yeah. I look at <clears> your <throat> background and, and, and your hat and stuff. I'm a DC guy, bro. I, I know. I'm, like Batman is my so favorite bad. superhero. I love going to Six Flags because of the themed areas. Uh, and and yeah, I, I can tell you that it, it's nothing has caught my attention anymore. I, I'm going to give it a shot again in the next few weeks. I've got a couple of books that I bought. But um, and so because of that, how do I how do I expect people to care how, how how can i be excited to tell friends about a certain book dude you got to read this because blah 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 blah. i don't have that right now I, I i can't do that so i mean if if a comic enthusiast like me isn't excited why would the average 18 to 36 year old be excited yeah i could and then, i could definitely see that and then i think that uh you know, it's interesting because uh, the comments Mickey Rourke made about about uh, Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, be- oh, I mean, he's just salty because the stuff got cut. But <clears throat> but I get it, though. Um, very unpopular opinion. But Marvel movies are cookie cutter films. They're very, very similar in theme, taste, everything. They're they're very, very in 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 every aspect. They're the same thing. Uh which is why, which is why they don't, which is why they don't win as many awards. I mean, Black Panther won awards because it was mm. different. It had it had, <clears throat> it had something we hadn't really seen before, as far as Wakanda culture. Uh, I mean, just it, it was it was beautiful. It was great. And this is why you've seen a couple more Academy Awards over at the DC side because they're willing to take risks with their product. Well, um, the Suicide Squad one's stupid. <clears throat> that there's no makeup effects like K- Killer Croc. No, that's no, nah, that's not Oscar makeup. But costumes been, or effects. But, <laughs> but they have more. They have more yeah. Oscars overall. Yeah. And and that's to say that they're that they're yeah okay. So a lot of them <laughs> do suck. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. But because of they that, they have, yeah, they have some gems mm-hmm. because they they take risks and they and and they do something a little bit different than. Than the same movie we're used to seeing over at Marvel, which don't get me wrong, I still have fun with, but it's not, it's not, it's not like a transcendent movie. It's not, it's, it's not. Oh my god! Like, I think um, I definitely agree. Whenever we get or, origin stories, a, a thousand percent, uh, the sequels are here and here and there are hit, hit, hit and miss. Um. I would say that overall, I think, um, uh, um, Marvel's biggest issue 
has has been uh having to hold our our hands for for some of it because of the the studios whether it's Marvel or Disney who whoever their lack of faith in the audience you know their lack of faith yeah. in 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 us and and not just uh general audiences but even even super fans ability to explain things to our friends and family that aren't super fans like guys we we got we got this you guys make the movie we'll explain explain it to to everyone here here on LRM and LR mornings and other other shows and then they can go watch the movies and fully enjoy them without you having to smack us in the face with stu- stu- stupid exposition <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i i just i just i, I don't know maybe it's because of the fact that i I'm watching so much more independent stuff and getting into the genres a lot more than I used to be. But Manny two years ago does not enjoy this Marvel the same way I do now. Yeah. And, well, and... um, there's this, this thing, and I, I don't know how much of that video I sent you yesterday you watched, but at the, at the end of this video that, that I sent you, it's that funny life cycle of an otaku fa- fan. Um, uh, the the end result is the same for almost every genre genre when you're growing up and you you first get into comic books or something like that um sci-fi uh anime whatever it is every every niche has got its uh i don't mean this in the way that it's used today but it's got its gate gatekeepers to get in into it which means you're welcome packet i'm not saying the oh you can't be here unless you like this and this i'm talking about the people that give you your first to watch list or to to read list your your mandatory this is this is what makes you a marvel comic fan this is what makes you a gamer uh for you know the 80s or 90s or whatever this is what makes you a manga fan that's what what i'm getting at and everyone gets into those niches through those those very popular uh, things and then you you grow up some and you start learning that there's more out there and that's when you go through the uh massive inge- ma- massive ma- massive ingestion of everything you can get because this this is all brand brand new to you you've never been exposed to anything like it before and everything's freaking amazing and then you get burned out on it because you start learning oh <laughs> not everything is, is amazing but at that same point, you might you find other people in your niche, and they tell you that have been there for a while, and they're like, "Oh, you only got the starter package, man. Man, here's the here's your 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 booster pack. Here's your level level up experience." And they introduce you to uh like a higher level of horror, a higher le- level of comic books, you know. Yeah. Um, and then you go and become an, an elitist piece of shit. And, and I've been there. Most people will be there at, at some point. And eventually you'll get burned out on that too because then mm-hmm. you're, you're going to do the same thing. You're going to try to be the, the elitist piece of shit that you, you are and, and consume all the elitist stuff so you can uh, uh, pontificate and opine and sound really, really smart. And you're going to realize one, one day that that's not making you, you happy either. And you're going to go back and you're going to pick up a, a crappy uh, 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 issue of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Shattered Grid 
and 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 you're gonna p- pick up uh uh um Scrubs season three. And you're gonna p- pick up uh Batman <clears throat> three fifty two, <throat> and you're gonna read it and you're gonna realize, fuck that elitist shit, man. I like this. I like that. This right here is what got me there. This feels good. I love. I love this. You're gonna go go back. You're gonna read it and you're gonna realize that it's all good like it's all encompassing from the garbage trashiest trash that you loved as as a 12 year old when you first discovered whatever whatever it was to the most high end um what's the word cerebral cerebral uh thriller you've ever seen and and that that cycle that 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 joy that 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 journey, whether it's in film, film, games, comics, horror, all of, all of that. Uh, I don't know if the youth today, Manny, understand how lucky they, they are that they, they have all of that. And for the majority of them, they'll never have to worry about being made fun of for it or be alone for it. Be yeah, the only one. <clears throat> hmm be the only gamer in their classroom, the only comic book fa- fan in their classroom, the only anime fan in their classroom, the only film buff that's seen things like M- Memento or uh, uh, watches black and white foreign films or knows what Suspiria is before 2019, you know? Um, Here's an example of that right now. Go ahead. Is, dude, middle school, man, I was so into Magic the Gathering. <sighs> Like yeah. that's, that was my thing, man. Card games, lunch, whatever. And yeah, no, that was yeah, made fun of and you know, all that all that great stuff because you know, you play a nerdy card game or whatever. And for years I had two, three friends that played it. Right now, I think I have about ten or twelve friends yeah. all of a sudden who have decided to pick up magic. <laughs> so confusing because I don't know where it came from or why all of a sudden everyone's picking it back up. But <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so I'm like, wait a minute, this, this was stuff that uh, people were made. And then everyone's wearing Deadpool t-shirts. Everyone's, yeah. everyone's all, you know, oh, Endgame and, and, and Marvel, Avengers, Disney or whatever. This and that. It's like, oh, all right, where were you guys in the 90s? <clears throat> like, what? what I what needed happened? friends, man. <laughs> I was and, alone. And, yeah. So, so for some people, I think that you call elitist. There also may be that little bit of resentment. Where it's like you guys don't even know. Yeah. Like you guys are fan now because it's popular in pop culture. Mm. But you guys weren't around <clears throat> when when it really I, I you know I'm gonna roll my eyes at myself when I even say this, but when it really mattered, yeah. To say that, yeah, I'm a fan of this product. You're you know, no, you're a fan of the of the what what they're telling you to like, not at not at the the brand. The brand, <laughs> you know, the Batman brand, the Superman brand. I can see Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Like yeah. So, well, because it it it, <clears throat> it will bring back a couple of bad moments, bad memories. There's there's a I think I've talked about it before. There's a couple of moments like that in The Big Bang Theory that that he, they go through that I can relate to because it uh it hits like when some they're making fun of him or for some reason. Like there's this one moment in The Big Bang Theory where uh geez what's the main character's name i'm i've been binge watching this whole thing and i can't even remember uh, sheldon i don't know no no sheldon sheldon is, is he's sheldon. got another show so i figured sheldon he's the is main special guy. <laughs> I, I love sheldon uh sh- um leonard's jesus um okay leonard really wants to impress penny 
Right. But he he has been told uh, wrongly that it's because of his passion and love for sci-fi and comic books and things like that that he will never get a girlfriend because mm-hmm. he's he's not a girl he's a child, and so he it's is just getting a phase. you haven't grown up yet. Yeah. So he's getting rid of everything just so that he can try and move on. And this to him is going to fix fix it and now he's going to be able to move on and be an adult and have a relationship with with uh with a girl which is ultimately what he wants and what mm-hmm. i mean for people regardless of what your preference is to have a you relationship want a partner yeah, yeah most partner. people want a, a romantic partner of some sort in their lives no, not all then, but most and so and i remember going through a phase uh in my late teens where i, I kind of changed in my entire personality to try and to try and fit in better with the popular crowd and it took it took me a couple of years to get out of it, and then realizing that I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. But it goes back to to everything you're saying, and and it's uh, it's crazy, right? Uh, to to think of how how, how all, everyone's into Star Wars now, right? All of a sudden, everyone's always been a fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So much so that the people that actually have always been fans aren't allowed sometimes anymore (laughs) um yeah yeah i'll tell you what i'm most happy about though as a as a parent is that look bullying is always going to exist and to a degree some bullying some and specific is is part of the natural growing up process part of being an adult even and teaching you resiliency like how to cope with it hits you know how to deal with adversity yeah exactly i've always been a big big fan of uh self-deprecation as a as a uh disarming tool against bullies because i got this crooked ass nose that gives me the the nasally voice from an accident when i was young and and um uh besides the stutter so everyone's always made fun of my voice and uh even in the army like some peer of mine's like started holding his nose and making fun of my voice. It's like, oh yeah, real brilliant. You're you're the first person to ever point out that I've got a nasally voice. I'm gonna go over here and cry my my eyes out and just ignored ignored him. And it's like that that type of stuff is because oh my light went out. My battery di- died. Oh well, it's telling us to hurry up. But anyways, um, <laughs> it's because I, I I did take flack as a kid. But while yeah, it hurts. You got to learn some resiliency. Some of us went through more than others, and no one should go through through too, too much. But yeah, res- resiliency is important. So let's go ahead and wrap this up, la- ladies and gentlemen. We need you to do a couple of th- things for us. One, you need to be checking out lrmonline.com every single day for all of your entertainment news, needs, and opinions. Second, we really need you guys to head over to the YouTube channel. If you haven't already, head over to our uh, uh, Twitter uh, uh, at LRM under, underscore exclusive. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow LRM online. Uh, like I said, at LRM under, underscore exclusive. And follow Manny and I down below. Because c- coming up t- tomorrow on our live show, we have got Cruella giveaway. M- Manny, would you like to yep. talk a little bit about what we will be giving mm-hmm. away to tomorrow and why they need to follow us because that's when we're going to give the rules for the contest away. <laughs> do yeah, because tomorrow during our live show, we're going to we're going to go ahead and start giving away the first of five pairs of tickets, so that you can uh, type that in. Thanks to Disney, Disney's Cruella, which is out. Uh, 
May 28th of this month in theaters and on Disney Plus premiere. Uh, and I mean, you gotta, you gotta be here. You gotta listen because we're, we're gonna ask you a question, and uh, out of uh, only on the live show, you're gonna get the question, and based on what the answers we get on our Twitter feed at LRM exclusive. That's our Twitter, right? At LRM mm-hmm. underscore exclusive. underscore exclusive is uh, we'll we'll go ahead and pick a random winner. We're gonna do this five times in the next few weeks, mm-hmm. uh, up to up to the premiere. Hell, we may even throw in a poster of the film you never know uh but it's good times and uh thanks again to um uh, working with disney and with cruella and that way uh you go check it out with your family safely at your local theaters because everything's opening back up man get out there and 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 support your local theaters especially their independent theaters man the ones that are locally owned uh get out there and make it happen safely and responsibly and following all local rules and regulations. I, I don't I hate that we have to say crap like that. God damn <clears throat> people get over her it. Anyway, Hayes, you guys see all the wonderful social media information for Manny and I, I down below. You can send all your, your hate mail. We didn't get any hate for doubling down man, man <laughs> on this on the Spider Man stuff. Like either people well, there was, were there just was like, one guy. There was one guy. One guy, he did give us one guy, but we we we've already Oh, Jay James. <laughs> yeah. We we don't yeah, we we we, we, <laughs> we we explained we explained our ourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Now it's your turn to explain to us why we are wrong, and you can do that at our social media at at the YouTube channel. Please subscribe. We broke four thousand. We want to break ten thousand before the uh, uh, end of the year. Help us do that. Like share us with your family, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, check out all the great podcasts over at the podcast network look for the genreverse logos as the podcasts are growing into that network no it's not separate it's not bought not changed just expanding yeah thank you guys so much for uh listening to this wonderful wild card wednesday that actually turned out fairly decent and yeah guys we'll talk to you next time Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.